Welcome to Get a Trash episode 338. Space Riders. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> I'm Jason. Hello, Jason. Hi, Eric. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're here with Puddles the Clown. He'll be performing during our break. Sure. And all throughout the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once we invented puddles. There's just no turning her off. Nope. <laughs> uh, that's, that's adding to the dog. Yes, it is. She's, um, we've been waiting for maybe 45 minutes for her to come up. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. No. Well, this is calm, relatively. This is as calm as she has been right. since I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. This is my fault. <laughs> no, it's... Well, I mean, we, we easily could have done this at my house. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I haven't left my house today. I feel like getting right. out. Right. Well, I didn't really feel like leaving either. I'm in my PJs. Well, sure. So, but, you know, how, how do I mean, we... I mean, it's the witching hour of 9.30. <laughs> right. Why, why would I be dressed like a, an adult? <laughs> but, yeah, Edna's enjoying... <laughs> enjoying her squeaky toy. It's actually a drinking game, listener. Whenever you hear squeak, take another drink. Yep. So you're like four in right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, those four were free. Yeah, yeah. That okay. was an example. Of, okay. So, so from this point in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you want to like get up to date, go ahead well, and take sure. four shots. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> uh, so in case you couldn't hear, uh, the book we're reviewing this week is uh, Space Riders. By uh, Fabian Rangel Jr. and Alexis Zirit. Did you just make up those names? I did not. That's from Black Mask? Black Mask, yes. Uh, They're, like, starting to put out some really interesting-looking books. Yeah, I think from the get-go they have. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the only one that I've been truly interested in based on just, you know, the artwork. Right. Yeah. Because it's all kind of... Crazy psychedelic Kirby, you know, esque. Yeah, you know, with, with a little bit of like, like some Paul Pope and definitely. Some, some, I, uh, oh, I can definitely see Paul Pope in there. Yeah, and some, some European influences for sure. It, it that totally reminds me more. Like I totally see the Kirby thing, but it totally reminds me more of that Tom Scioli style, where it's like Kirby through a more modern filter. Sure. Like, like it looks more like he's influenced by Tom Scioli than he's influenced by Kirby, but I, I, don't, I mean, I'm sure that's not the case because it's right. even dedicated to Jack Kirby. Right. <clears throat> uh, even then, you know, I think the uh, Kirby influences is mostly superficial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting trashed. Oh man. 
But you mean superficial as like it's not, it's not <laughs> like it's not what the the book is based on. It's just yeah, like like you know there, there's just sort of more surface Kirby. People take us more seriously. <laughs> it's because I'm in my PJs. I think that's what it is. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, we would be taken seriously. Sure. should have totally taken part in the drinking game. It's going to be so much more fun. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, the art is crazy. Yeah, we Like, Like, I'm sure that's all everybody talks about, too. I mean, this is one of those things where... I mean, you just—that's the first thing you notice. Oh, absolutely! How, how insane it looks. Just yeah, even the colors alone are just oh, yeah. super psychedelic. And I mean, there are pages that just remind me of like, like punk rock, uh, you know, gig posters. Oh yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, there's some cool splash pages and the ship they've—it's an outer space adventure and yeah. they fly around in this giant skull ship. The the Santa Muerte. The Santa Muerte. <laughs> Which means Saint Death. Wow. Wow. And Captain Pellegro. Capitan Pellegro. Oh, yeah. Capitan. Yes. That's right. He even corrects him. Yes. Which uh, <coughs> is uh, Spanish for Captain Danger. Is that what danger means? Yes. I know the drummer for the Dead Kennedys was D.H. Pellegro. Yeah. So. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, there is a very uh, Spanish influence uh, throughout uh, this book. I believe both... The, the creators are of uh, Hispanic descent. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I know Alexis Zirut. Zirut? I believe that's his name. Because uh, I met him a couple months ago at the uh, Cincinnati Comic Con. Oh, uh, cool. I saw his autograph. Yeah. I don't know if you ordered it that way. No, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was there. Bought some stickers from him and uh, like a Skeletor, like postcard thing that oh, he drew. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, he, he is definitely of, of a, uh, some sort of Spanish-speaking heritage because oh, he, he had a very thick accent. I would love to see him do a Masters Universe comic. <laughs> oh, man. That would yeah. be amazing. It would be super great, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if he's... I mean, he's got a credit listed like with his name on the back cover of this, but like I don't know if he's ever done much of anything else. Besides this, but I'd never seen his work before. We got, yeah. I remember we got a couple of issues of Space Riders in at my work um, that someone had special ordered. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember being struck at like just how crazy it looked. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, 
it is just like from cover to cover it is just super crazy wonky psychedelic you know action adventure yeah and it's not like like usually when i describe a comic as really crazy and it's like an artsy artsy kind of comic like a something secret acres or somebody would publish and I generally don't like that kind of stuff because right. it doesn't tell a story that well. Like, it looks cool and right. it might even evoke interesting thoughts and emotions. But when I'm reading a comic, I'm first and foremost, I want a good story. Right. This has, this has that. I mean, it's not, like, the best story you've ever read, but it, it's serviceable. I would say that this has no story at all. <laughs> uh, it has enough story to, like, to, like... Connect all the scenes, at least. I would... Yes. Uh, when I say that it has no story, I am also not saying that in a bad way, either. Right. Like, if it was, a, like, a really dense, like, sci-fi space fantasy, it might lose some of oh, the... Oh, absolutely. The, the, the effect of the artwork. Yeah. Like, if there was a lot of just talking head scenes. Yeah. I, I think that, uh... Alright, so this is immediately what I thought of when I was reading this book was that uh, there's, uh, you have started a new blog Oh, <coughs> yes uh, which in which you're basically reviewing and reading like old like really obscure uh, like quarter bin fodder like like sort of like like small press self published like indie superhero stuff from like the black and white boom in the eighties right. and like yeah. you know the image boom in the nineties that like you know maybe one or two issues of wherever produced right and they're all generally kind of super insane <laughs> right in their own way yeah and uh, and just kind of. Like just cheesy and cliche ridden, but and, fun and fun, sure. Uh, but like, but also, you know, bad, right? And uh, that is exactly what this reminded me of. Like this reminded me of one of those books that you you've been reading, uh, and like halfway through, I was like. I can't tell if this is supposed to be on purpose or not. <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like it is because it's so... I think it is. A thousand miles an hour. Right? You know? Like, there's no, like, just... I mean, there is some exposition where the characters talk, but while they're talking, they're also, like, you know, fighting or flying their crazy skull ship or right, something. Right, So it's, like, constantly, it's visually just out, you know, out of... Out of our realm of sanity. Yeah. So it's never like a lot of those books, like you're talking about. I feel like they don't they don't get what keeps a comic fun, mm -hmm. but like this one does. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah. Uh, and again, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that in a bad way whatsoever. I fully enjoyed this comic oh, from, yeah. from from you know start to finish. Laughed out loud numerous times. <laughs> but like it is. Like, I'm going to say, well done, to the point where I was questioning whether or not yeah. it was on purpose or not. See, yeah, I can see that. Because, uh, like, 
like my ex-girlfriend and I, we I would uh, make her watch movies on occasion, like something like Black Dynamite, where it is like you know purposefully bad, right? right? And like we would get done watching it, and she would enjoy it, but she was like, "Oh, that was so bad." I was like, "But it was on purpose." Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we would argue about it. You know, it was like, "Well, it can't be bad because it was." purposefully that way right yeah you know making fun of the things that were legitimately bad but like so earnest the, yeah they executed it to perfection yeah exactly as, as opposed to just unfortunately ended up that way exactly it's like if, if you set out to do this thing and then you've accomplished that thing then it should be it's good good yeah. exactly yeah even if it does invoke all this bad stuff that you know of you know. <laughs> i think i think the word bad is is associated with not um you know not achieving a certain level of quality yeah but but some things that are bad are way more fun oh than, for sure than, yeah. than, than like a master at work oh absolutely you know? i mean you know like i've seen some movies that are masterfully written and shot yeah. uh -huh. that it just bore the hell out of me oh absolutely yeah and then you know, we watch something like you know some i don't know like an edward like movie Mon or whatever yeah, yeah. uh yeah or it's like black belt chillings or whatever. right right yeah uh or yeah like like you know yes scorsese is a master director and he has great actors and there's usually an intriguing story but I would much rather watch Miami Connection over Goodfellas <laughs> yes, any day. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Miami Connection. <laughs> that was such a great man. I've, I've totally forgotten about that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I, I think this is hopefully the comic book equivalent of that. I think so. Uh, or or of, a, of a... Of a black dynamite compared right. to, yeah. to that. You know, right. Where it is purposefully trying to be just over the top and, and cheesy, which is honestly not a thing that you find that much in comics. No, yeah. I mean, like maybe like aphrodisiac and right. you know, like a few things like that. But um, most of them, yeah, you, they, they either take it so seriously or it's something like the, t you know, the tick or something where it's, it's you know making fun of a specific genre, right? Or you're toying with it or whatever. But this is more like reveling in it, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, and and the, the fact that I don't think it is expressly a comedy, like like it's hilarious, but like like I don't. I could see a kid reading this and being like, exactly. yes, it blows yeah. you away with the action. Yes, you're like that's well, the most know. amazing thing ever. And then you read it twenty years later, and you're like. Oh my god! Right, it's like like the original Batman TV show, or or like the Flash yeah. Gordon movie. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. Like the, when you're a kid, the you Flash watch those... Gordon movie is a great example of what yeah. this invokes. Yeah, because <clears throat> uh, yeah, because I think that it is definitely a sci-fi like adventure first. That they are also just calling comedy from like all the tropes and the the. Uh, you know, cliches that you expect with it. Right. And just, just going so over the top with it. And your dog's going to bark here in like 30 seconds, probably. <laughs> I'll let her out. All right. But yeah, there's a, 
there's a lot of cool characters. There's like um, the Capitan's robot and like monkey warrior side mate, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because the plot of it starts out with uh, Capitan Pellegro. Uh, like, you know, he's on a mission and there's a big battle and he winds up uh, uh, being betrayed by, by one of his crew and stabbed in the eye. <clears throat> and uh, he gets uh, uh, put on suspended leave for a year uh, because, you know, like all typical sort of you know, cops or, or space rangers or whatever, you know, in whatever genre you can think of, there's always the hard ass, you know. Yeah. They're like, we're taking you off duty, <clears throat> Saints yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, yeah, like they evaluate him and they even send this robot lady to like, um, evaluate whether he's ready to, yeah. to get back into action. And what's her name? Yara? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think it was Yara. That's the thing, I don't remember. I know the the first mate, his name is Mono, which is uh, Spanish for monkey. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And he is uh, a, a sentient uh, humanoid baboon. He's awesome, too. I yeah, love yeah. his, like, there's like one page of the backstory where he talks about yeah, he was in a revolution and imprisoned, <laughs> and then he found some secret fire religious book that turned him into this. Yeah, um, who he is now. And, uh, uh, let's see. The robot lady. Robot lady. Robot lady. Yara, yes. That is her name. Uh, yeah, so he, he spends his uh, year in, in probation or whatever, just like on a desert planet or something. And then, uh, yeah, she comes back and says that he's allowed to... to Go on missions again, but he has to like follow like three or four criteria, right? Yeah, uh, before he's allowed to to be go on a solo mission, I guess. Uh, and so basically, the rest of this book is that. Yeah, and I think there's one issue where they pretty much touch on like three of the four things that he's supposed to do, right. and just like some, you know, <laughs> like three pages devoted to each mission each. <laughs> To the point where, like, the end of it, I was just like, what, what? Yeah, yeah. I kind of forgot about those, actually, the criteria. I just thought it was more crazy adventures. Like, like he meets this kind of um, green lady, red Sonia, Barbarella kind right, of yeah. uh, <clears throat> sexy heroine. Yeah. He ends up making out with all Kirk style. Sure. There's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like just... You know, stuff that you've seen in, like, every sci-fi adventure thing ever. Uh, but then just, like, you know, just... Just just cranked up to 12. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so... I mean, it's not even a, that thick of a book. I mean, like, I'm looking at it, and it looks like a... Kind of a... You know, like, three-fourths of a graphic novel, right. maybe. But it was a four-issue series. Uh, and, and man, it is also a super quick read. Yeah. Like yeah. it took me half hour, maybe, maybe at most <laughs> to read the entire thing. Watching the Star Trek marathon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does just seem like a love letter to a lot of things. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and I guess they're working on another one. It, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it seems like it ends that way, but right. I mean, it could have just ended that way and right. that'd been fine too. I will say the ending just sort of 
like earlier when I said like you know that there's no story to this, like the ending just left me cold right. Right, in that fashion. It's just like that's it. It, it seems like a, kind of like a pilot movie that they're not kind sure of, if they're yeah. going to make a series out of or not. You know, like, we're going to go back out in the space for more adventures. Let's go. And then right. the credits roll. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah, like a made for TV movie. Right. Backdoor pilot kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, it was just sort of like, well, I guess we're not sure if we're going to be able to ever make another one. But yeah, like, I guess it did well enough that they are. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything. Uh, I I, like I said, we'd only ever special ordered it for one person, but that right. doesn't, doesn't mean anything. We're not a microcosm of yeah, exactly of anything uh, other than Magic the Other. Right, yeah. <clears throat> like, I know that, uh, like, I think they put out, like, a special edition of the trade, like, last year around Christmas time, and it sold out, like, almost immediately. Oh, wow. Uh, and I feel like the... Single issues went to like multiple printings. So yeah, I think one of the because the in the back of the trade there's a, a pinup gallery, right? And one of them is like a second or third printing of of one of the books by the by the actual artist Zerit is that his name? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's some great um, variant cover pinups in the back. There. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, even one by uh, Troy Nixie. Yeah, uh, which uh, is super awesome. the guy that does Prey, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that other terrible book we found that he did? Oh, was there another one? There, there was at least two that we've seen recently. Yeah, it was that's just right. like, what? Yeah, Troy Nix is amazing. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm looking forward. He's currently doing a story in Dark Horse Presents uh, Black Serenity. Or oh, Black really? Serenade, something like that. Well, that's awesome. Maybe that's a... I think Black Serenade is a Slayer song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking it was a Mazzy Star song. Right. Or maybe something sinister, black sinister. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, it's him and uh, Care Andrews is writing it. Uh, so hopefully they put out, like, occasionally, like Dark Horse Presents will put out, like, a one shot with, like, their right. stories like that. Hopefully they do that because I definitely want to read Neutron Nixie work. Oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. <clears throat> but yeah. So, uh, Space Riders. Yeah, it's fun and weird and, like, it's such a salute to all these crazy, bombastic, yeah. nerdy, nerdy things. Like, like mon- monsters and outer space and, you know. Just violence and sex. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's another thing, too. I think a lot of the pages, like, there's so many crazy color choices and they all work. Yeah. And, and like, so many of these pages could just be... Like a poster, right? Um, like a all of, it's a black light comic book. Yeah, yeah, it does look like the entire thing could be black light posters, and but I mean they're so well designed. Oh yeah, that you know there'll be like you know a few panels in the bottom of the page has like no background or, or panel borders, but it'll be a character, and, right? And then and it'll just be like that entire character will be pink for no reason. Yeah, but, yeah. but it looks amazing. Oh yeah, and works in unison with all the other panels so well. It's it's you know that that kind of stuff. Those choices are definitely stuff that I, I dig and like you know I occasionally try to do myself with like you know some of my own artwork. You know, like just experimenting with like just crazy non logical colors. Right. And, that, you know? and, and like even there's like that kind of distressed look to a lot of the pages. Yeah. So they look aged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is very much like a like a Silver Age sci-fi comic on acid, you know. Right. 
uh, like filtered through like you know just metal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. If this had a soundtrack, it would totally be oh. insane metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, like, you know, the the fact that uh, you know, no, I don't know what I'm saying here. So never mind. Huh. Uh, but I liked it. Yeah, is what I can tell you. Me too. Yeah, just yeah, everything's cool looking. Yeah, and and this, like you said, the story works for what it is yeah it's yeah. not like like if this was a prose story like i'd be like well it was okay right yeah yeah that yeah, was interesting absolutely. but yeah. but yeah it was the visuals the visuals are at 99 of it probably yeah we, we say that about a lot of comics we read i feel really yeah i don't know oh well, maybe we do i i mean a lot of them i, I think the stories are just as important like i would oh, rather absolutely yeah i mean i'd rather read something that has like mediocre art and a great story yeah for sure but it it doesn't always have to work that way right i'm just saying that it feels like for a lot of books that we read you know sometimes the art comes off way better than the story does (laughs) right uh but you know i'm kind of with you i would much rather read a fantastic story with okay art yeah Uh, like yeah like i think why the last man was a good example like certain issues i thought Art just looked really phoned in. Yeah. But it was always great because the story was so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, I don't uh, don't know much what else to say about this. Yeah. Yeah. Take, than, take yeah. some acid and watch Star Trek and listen to heavy metal and read it. Damn straight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll take a break. Sure. Some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the cancer of love Some people call me Maurice When I speak of the partisan love People talk about me, baby Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Don't worry now, don't worry, baby I'll be right here at home Bigger, grinner, lover, sinner Play my music in the sun Joker, smoker, midnight toker Sure don't want to hurt no one Some people call me the space cowboy Some call me the gangster club Some people call me Maurice When I speak of the punches of love People talk about me, baby Say I'm doing wrong, doing it wrong Don't worry, now don't worry, baby I'll be right here at home Bigger, grinner, lover, sinner Play my music in the sun Joker, smoker, midnight toker Sure don't want to hurt no one Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, 
like those scenes in the in movies where a character is sleeping in the jungle, and they just hear all these weird sounds. Right. It's like all, all my animals doing their weird things. <laughs> like we like we were waiting to record, and my cat even like walks through, and he he has this. I mean, he's like 117. <laughs> So he's dragging one of his feet behind him and it's just like scraping on the tile. And yep. It's just all these weird <laughs> animal uh, environmental sounds. Right. And uh, just uh, she finally calmed down a little bit, hopefully. Yeah. 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 But, you know, still just continuously making gross mouth noises. <laughs> it's an ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I've got a, I got up early today, yeah. so I'm sleepy. Well, I'm sorry, but I've had some caffeine, so I'm, I'm fine. All right, all right. Why would you get up early? I got up. Uh, well, I I was gonna get up kind of early to watch horror movies because <laughs> my friend Matt is having a, a horror movie marathon. Okay. Um, but my cat got me up like an extra hour and a half early. Sure. Because he was hungry. Oh, well, yeah. And but... I couldn't, couldn't go back to sleep. <laughs> so, like, what? Like, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock? Uh, 5.40 is when the cat got me up. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I was I was out of my friend's house at 7 a.m. watching um, The Mad Ghoul. Well, that sounds ridiculously dumb. <laughs> well, you know, it's like the Space Riders. It was dumb in a fun way. Well, the whole getting up early to watch a horror movie part <laughs> well, is mostly what I'm referring to as ridiculously dumb. I, some, there's something about watching a horror movie at, like before the sun even comes up. You know? Yeah, because it's dark now at 7. I like that. It's kind of nice. <laughs> the Mad Ghoul was, was moderately decent. Yeah. Um, but then the second movie, because... I stayed for the second movie because I had to, I had to be at work at 11. And the second movie was Suck, which was a pretty good, like, fun... Adjective for the movie? <laughs> no, it oh, was, okay. no, it was a, it was like a comedy horror and vampire movie and uh, starring a lot of rock and roll legends like Alice Cooper, Henry Rollins, Iggy Pop, Alex Lifeson, Moby. <laughs> I've never heard of any of them. <laughs> they, I think they were all in the, uh, Graham Tucker Solo band. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real person. Uh, if it's not the uh, the four lovable lads from Liverpool, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and I am talking about the Bono. Oh, oh, the Edge, Adam Clayton Jr., and that other guy. <laughs> Isn't um? I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to a podcast about you too, and I don't know. <laughs> that was a reference to that podcast uh, for uh, Joe, who won't listen to this. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems uh, seems well well thought out. Uh huh. <laughs> like everything else. I yeah. yeah. Oh, we do. <laughs> I, so there's no more drinking game going on. Hopefully, our listeners are. Are sober enough to right. Well, there was a, a stretch where they probably all had to be rushed to the emergency room. <laughs> right. So yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like none of those were human-made noises. Nope. We weren't trying to like do that for comedic effect. That was <laughs> that was all Edna. She's clearly the, <coughs> the, the 
the best comedian here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's she's kind of like an Andrew Dice Clay, just just not for everybody, <laughs> right? <laughs> and also incredibly offensive. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yep, yep. Capable of Oscar-winning performances. Well, sure. Like Ford Fairlane. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> what was the? He was in a Woody Allen movie a couple of years ago. Blue was it Blue Valentine? Uh, Blue Valentine. It's not. Is that a Woody Allen movie? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Isn't Blue Valentine a Woody Allen movie? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't try to support Woody Allen in anything. <laughs> Blue Jasmine. That that was it? That was it. What was, what was Blue Valentine? Blue Valentine, I think, was like the super depressing movie about divorce. Oh, okay. With uh, Ryan Gosling and oh, somebody yeah. else. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, never, I never saw that one. Yeah, it's the Jasmine. And then I was also thinking Blue Velvet, which is something completely <laughs> That would be weird to see Andrew Dice Clay as Frank Booth. <laughs> well, someone needs to be now. And, well, it's a remake. Yeah. But I don't know if there's going to be a remake. Dude, I would be surprised. Be. There'd better not be a remake. Unless it's a comedy. I would see that. Like, like if there's a comedy remake, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Why don't this brings up an interesting thing? Like you know, if they do a remake, why not uh... just switch genres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like make it make it a noir all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Or something. Like you want to read like uh, Casablanca? Let's turn it into a sci-fi thriller. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some people do that. Like, I mean, Romeo and Juliet and things like that. But yeah. But as far as just like a movie, right? Like, yeah, remake yeah. A movie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Casablanca that was Shakespeare, right? Well, yeah, I couldn't yeah, remember yeah. for sure, but but you know, yeah, when when uh, they remade uh, Dawn of the Dead, they should have just turned it into a kids' film. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that'd be <been> awesome. <laughs> Little Muppet zombies. Yeah. Oh, that'd be adorable. Yeah, and they just attack you with hugs. Yeah, and it'd be like Muppet Babies where like there'd be characters like Nanny that all you ever see is from the knees down. Right, yeah. There's yeah. little zombies like biting their ankles. Hugging. Yeah, hugging. Hugging their ankles. Yeah. And they go they say, Bwains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that does sound awful actually. No, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, Blue Velvet as a comedy. Make it happen. <laughs> I'll kickstart it. Alright. I'll send ten dollars in. Sweet. For a digital download or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, speaking of Kickstarter, I was actually looking at a Kickstarter today. I think it was finished. I'm not sure. Uh, but because uh, I just read that uh, the man who played the master in Manos, the Hands of Fate, uh, just died today. Oh. Uh, but apparently the sequel to Manos, the Hands of Fate, uh, which was uh, a Kickstarter thing, uh, I guess, uh, I guess he actually appears in that. Oh, nice. Uh, it was, I believe, kickstarted by his daughter, who was also in the original movie. She was the little girl. Wow. Uh, and apparently they did turn that into a straight comedy. Wow. Uh, as opposed <laughs> to, to trying to make it whatever the first one tried to be. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That movie is... So weird and yeah, funny. Yeah. But uh yeah, Tuesday, 
this upcoming Tuesday is the 50th anniversary of, of the release of oh, Man, Man. the Heads of Fate. So. Wow, 50 years really? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's uh, something to look forward to, <laughs> since we don't have much else left. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it seems like every episode now, uh, <laughs> they're like you know, since we are mostly bi-weekly now, mm-hmm. uh, it seems like the the off weeks or or just before we record a new episode. Uh, one of us goes to a comic convention of sorts. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that happened to you yesterday. I, I did. Yeah, I, I I worked there. Uh, sort of. Sort of. Oh no, yeah. I started to say I worked there for Mavericks, but no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was working there for myself. <laughs> yeah, the Piqua. I think it was called the Miami County Comic Con. Yeah. In Piqua. Um, used to be called Piqua Comic Con. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was fun. It was like. In this kind of like a VFW hall kind of thing at a fairgrounds, and it was like twenty degrees in there. <laughs> at least when it when it started, because they had all the the doors open for right. people to load in. It was freezing in there, but it warmed up, and uh, yeah, we had fun. Sold I sold three comics, hey. so that was nice. I think that's more than you sold at some other conventions. <laughs> that's true, yeah. but it was it was really slow. There wasn't a lot of people there. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. It's yeah. I mean, know. it's in the middle of Piqua. Right. Yeah. Piqua is like an hour north of where we live. Yeah. I I don't think I'd ever been there before, but I kind of get the feeling that it's like, like there's not a lot going on in Piqua. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, not like a destination. No. Yeah. There, there's like for whatever reason, like I've always just considered uh, like there, there's a couple of cities north of of Dayton. That are just to me sort of like well I know they're there yeah but like I never have any desire to go there and it's like Piqua yeah. Troy Urbana uh, Lima <laughs> Lima even after Glee you don't want to visit in Vandalia <laughs> <laughs> yeah like maybe there's really cool stuff in Piqua really? I don't know yeah. but it does it just seems like the type of place that people live there and they work there yeah you know yep but there's not like like some kind of, I don't know, maybe there is a crazy shop that we don't know about. I don't know. Bookstore or I game mean, store or whatever. Obviously, there's some sort of comic store, I would guess, nearby there. Yeah, yeah, I think, are you game is the yeah. name of the place? Yeah, it's like a gaming and comic shop. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, like, like I've been to Piqua a couple times and, and like about 18 years ago, I had a job interview in Piqua mm-hmm. uh, for a uh, Christian singing organization. <laughs> you were, was that when you were doing the acapella uh, c- choral songs? Yes. <laughs> yep. It was during my gospel phase. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I find it odd that you got through that phase, but yet you still adopted that mode of dress. Like you always wear the, the reverend outfit everywhere you go. Very comfortable. <laughs> And also, I don't have to choose day to day what time oh, It's like Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was graphic design work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I did not know that going into the interview, right? Yeah. You didn't know it was graphic design work, or no? I knew it was graphic <laughs> design work. I had no idea that it was for a uh, religious 
organization organization that basically was a singing group that toured the country so how did that work did you actually do any like like you know did you like submit some some work to them or i sent my resume because i saw that they had uh you know an ad in the paper or whatever right you know and it just said you know it was like goad international something like that uh you know looking for a graphic designer you know like these are the qualifications we're looking for and I was like, well, I'm looking for a job. I just graduated from, you know, art school. So, okay, I'll send my resume. Right. And they called me in for an interview. I was like, all right. And then, you know, I get there and and, and that's when I found out what it was. <laughs> so did you get to do any, like, preliminary things? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. I'd never do that. Well, I thought maybe they were like, hey, you know, do this and we'll, you know, see how, how that works out. No, only if they pay me. Well, I thought they might have paid. No, of course like, not. Yeah. No, yeah. Like I had an interview. They they called me back uh, like a little while later, and and uh, I thought things went pretty well, and then uh, then uh, they told me uh, they they were not going to hire me. Oh, because they found out you were a pagan. <laughs> May have factored in an issue there. Did they ask if you were religiously inclined? I they did not ask, but I did uh, tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were just like, well, I mean, you know, we, we do kind of like that, but, you know, uh, we're, we're not technically opposed to some, bringing someone on board who oh, isn't. Cool. You know? I thought maybe they would take it as a challenge, like, we can convert this guy. Yeah, who knows? But, I mean, they were nice enough. And the, the the gig would have been sweet had had, uh, had I taken it. Sure, yeah. Or, or been offered it. But, right. You know, yeah. But, but then I would have also probably had to move to Pickle. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, at least you would have been at the Comic-Con. Sure. <laughs> so what Comic-Con are you going to do next week? Uh, I don't know. Is there one? <laughs> I if, don't, I don't... if there is, I'll try to find it, I guess. There's one in December here in Dayton. Yeah. At uh, Wright State. Uh, yeah, I actually... I, like, I wasn't actively looking to go to the Pickle one, but... Like, you know, I was trying to see if our friend Joe, who was sort of my, my Comic-Con traveling partner. Right. He's your, your, uh, your, uh, carpool in yeah. Comic-Con guy. Or, or as I've occasionally said, I'm his Comic-Con wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to see if, like, maybe he wanted to go, and then I, I totally would have gone if somebody else was going, but I wasn't going to go by myself. And, and I went at, like, 8 a.m. Right, so. yeah, yeah. And you yeah, had a full car anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if there's another one nearby or, or happening before the one in December. I don't think so. Which I will most likely go to that one for sure. But, you know, so will you. So Sure. In your more traditional capacity of, yeah. of Maverick. Shop employee, employee right? Yeah. yeah. I, I did find some cool stuff at uh, the Pickle one yesterday. There was I love when people have there was fifty cent boxes. There was even quarter boxes. That's nice. And I was like, man, that takes me back. Yeah. Usually now it's a dollar or like yeah. you know they'll I mean they'll start out at a dollar, but they'll give you like a price break if you buy like sure. twenty of them or something. But yeah, but yeah no, there was like quarter boxes and fifty cent boxes. You could buy you could just buy a comic for a quarter. Right, that's right. awesome. Uh, you know. Uh... You could invoke the change that you want to see oh. in your own uh, sphere. 
because Mavericks routinely has dollar boxes. That's true. But uh, well, quarter. Boxes. Well, we always do ours though, uh, a dollar each or ten for five. Right. So I mean, that is fifty cents. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but you have to buy right ten quantity. Yeah. But yeah. our stuff is stock is so good that you'd want to buy at least twenty of them. Right. Sure. Actually, you know, I did the last time you had one. So. Right. But I can't really say anything about that. But <laughs> but still, you know, it wouldn't hurt you to have just a couple it's of true. quarter boxes. Yeah. And we will. Yeah. We'll do one. I'll like, like pass that through the, uh, you know, the, the managerial chain. You know, see, see what. How Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll sell for a quarter all of the coverless DC Rebirth books <laughs> that we've sent back the covers for uh, partial credit. Sure. That's not illegal, I don't believe. Yeah, nah, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else going on? I don't believe so. Yeah. yeah, nothing terribly exciting. Just uh, enjoying this cold weather. Yeah, it's it's getting chilly out, mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So, but there is a comic I would like to read that, okay. that I did not see at the, the Pickwick show. Alrighty. Um, but, I, but I know that you have a copy at uh, your own, at yeah. your own apartment. Sure. Um, we should read Black Science by, by a recommender and okay. some other guy. <laughs> I believe it's Matteo Scalera. Matteo Scalera, okay. Yeah, or Scalero, something like that. It's an Italian name. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Canadian. Could be. Yeah. I, all, all I know for sure about it is it's the life story of Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I just want to know more about it. <laughs> oh, I feel like that should be offensive, but uh, I just don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. So oh, I love I love him. I do not. Really? Yeah. I, I like the guy. <clears throat> I do not understand his appeal. Oh, man, he's so relaxing to watch. Ooh, he is uh, just a giant uh, no-humor nerd on the internet. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, on, a, on a show, sometimes he's funny, on Cosmos. Yeah, all I know is uh, every time like there's a movie, like any movie that has even the slightest bit of science fiction-y tinge to it, like he just goes on rants about how, well, that's not possible. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, it's like if he read Space Writers, all he would do is talk about how it was just totally implausible. Well, you know what's funny is, like, on Cosmos, he flies around in a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, CGI. Well, so. sure. yeah, I'm sure he had to make sure that it was all scientifically plausible right. to right. the CGI designers and, right. you know, uh, the animators. Uh, yeah, no, I just think he's kind of a humorless turd when it comes to just, you know, enjoying life. (laughs) (laughs) He's just mostly obnoxious. And also, again, I do not understand his appeal at all whatsoever. Oh, man, I I find him enjoyable. Like, I do, yeah, like, just just for the last couple years, people have just been like, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, he's not in my top ten favorite people or anything. sure, I'm just saying. But I've watched maybe, like, six or eight episodes of, of Cosmos with him hosting, and yeah. I've enjoyed him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he explains things pretty well. Okay. You know, like yeah. things that I mean, you don't quite understand because the concepts are huge, and he breaks it down pretty well. Mm. Yeah. 
But we'll find out more about it when we read Black Science. Sure. <laughs> I was sitting there wondering for a second, how did we get on this topic? Because <laughs> I, I don't know how to make a reasonable joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been true all your life. That's so, true. <laughs> yeah, Image Comics, Black Science, yeah. Rick Remender, Matteo, somebody. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming the first trade's worth is what we would be reading. Sure, that, yeah. sounds, that sounds fair. Is it five issues, probably? I have no idea. It's probably one of those $10 five-issue trades. Could be, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's up to issue like 27 at this point, so oh, wow. yeah, so let's probably not, not do that. Let's not read all of them. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to keep going, well, however sure. many you want to read. I mean, you know, I've been collecting it monthly for the last three years or whatever. I should probably get around to reading them. <laughs> right? <laughs> what if you find out you... You hated it and you wasted all your money. Well, then I guess uh, Mavericks is going to have uh, <laughs> a bunch of stuff. For you. All right. <laughs> I'll trade them for some Pokemon plushes. Sure. <laughs> you can have your own Snorlax. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go, um, now, that, now that all is quiet on the, on the front. Yeah. Yeah, good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.